Ernest, what's up? Y'all know I'm big on doing your research, sharing your research, and giving credit to where you found the research. But I always get asked the same question. Where do I start with the research? And the answer is easy. It's our sponsor, Yahoo Finance. Whether I'm tracking the daily movement of my favorite companies, doing technical analysis with their easy-to-use charting platform, or checking balance sheets, Yahoo Finance makes something very complex simplified. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or you're looking for extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. You could actually securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors. And it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. With a community of over 90 million users each month, their real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. You heard me, yahoofinance.com. Don't wait, don't hesitate. I use it. You should go over there and start using it now. Earners, what's up? Look, I wanna give y'all a little peek behind the curtain of producing Earn Your Leisure. It's a lot more than just sitting down and chatting. It involves meticulous planning, recording, editing, and then promoting each episode to ensure it reaches all of you. And if you picked up any of our merch, then you know there's a whole extra layer of logistics from inventory management to shipping. Running a podcast is like running a small business. And speaking of business, I know many of you entrepreneurs are involved in e-commerce. You understand how crucial it is to streamline operations and cut costs wherever possible. That's why I want to talk to you about ShipStation, the multi-carrier shipping solution that integrates seamlessly with all your online sales channels. It's all about optimizing your shipping, connecting with expert partners, and freeing up more of your time to focus on scaling your business. Now let's talk about our experience with ShipStation. This tool has been a game changer for us, especially with automating routine tasks. Being able to manage everything from one dashboard and print shipping labels with just a click absolute lifesavers. Plus, the discounts we get on shipping costs are incredible. Honestly, it feels like we're saving thousands. And as our show and merch sales have grown, ShipStation's robust automation and reporting features have helped us keep up without missing a beat. For those of you who get overwhelmed by order volumes, ShipStation's easy-to-use dashboard is a dream come true. You can import orders from any sales channel, apply shipping preferences automatically, and handle customer service issues right there. Not to mention the savings with up to 89% off carrier rates like UPS, DHL Express, and USPS. It's no wonder over 130,000 companies stick with ShipStation long-term. So, are you ready to turn your shipping challenges into growth opportunities? Head over to ShipStation.com and use promo code EARN for a free 60-day trial. Again, that's ShipStation.com, promo code EARN. Start streamlining your shipping and scaling your business today. Who runs campaigns? They are largely white consultants. They control the money. They control the narrative. 
So what we're talking about, this battle, the black folks are having the same battle. The black pollsters, the black consultants have an exact same battle. So you have, so let me tell you how the money game works. The white consultants will go, yeah, we ain't going to put money in ground game. We're going to put the money in TV. Well, hell, you can buy up all the TV, but the ground ain't need people to come out. Why do they say that? Because the white media consultant gets paid a percentage of the TV buys. Mm, mm. They don't get paid for the ground game. Follow the money. So here's the deal. And the white consultant, they lose election. All right. They going to run another campaign. Yeah. So when you hear me demanding black consultants, black pollsters, black strategists, that's also saying I want them where the money is. See, that's the thing. It's understanding. It's it's just the, just the system, how this whole system works. And so when you understand that, it's going to like, oh, I see the game y'all playing. Oh, so y'all want to come to me. I got a phone call today, bro. This is the same thing. Hey, man, uh, we reached out. You didn't cover this event. No. I said, y'all value my eyeballs to bring your show talent on, but your advertising folk never call. So you, I'm valuable. My artist is valuable, but not for your advertising money. So guess what? Roland ain't covering your damn event. Nope. Sorry, stars. Sorry, Netflix. <laughs> Sorry, Hulu. Sorry, Prime Video. Sorry, OWN. Sorry, HBO. Showtime. If y'all ain't spending advertising money, I'm not putting the celebrities on. Because, again, you value my eyeballs, but not enough to pay me. So we have to now understand that black people are fighting the battles on the inside with the consultants, and we got to be willing to say, uh-uh, I'm a, I'm a, look, I'm going to tell y'all straight up. This is 2020. Biden campaign called me. Brother told my advertising people, he said, you know, I can give $20,000 to five black newspapers, and they happy. I said, well, hell, I ain't them. They can't, they right. can't. I'm telling y'all straight up. I'm telling yeah. they came back to me and they was like, they were like, tell my ad guy, they said, all right, we got a hundred. We went, nope. They came back and they said, all right, fine, we got 200. Nope. All right, 300 is the final number. Now that's for advertising. I didn't respond for two weeks. They said, Roland, this is the final. So I told my guy, accept it. Then I blasted them on the show. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. And they called, man, what you doing? I said, motherfucker, I asked for two million. That's it. So that's it. That's it. Y'all thought I was going to be happy. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. So it's like take the crumb because in the in, in the past, it was like, hey, we'll we'll pass this on to, and I know you sent the article, send it to Jet, send it to Ebony, send it to Essence. Those publications don't mean the same to this generation. So that's why I feel like yeah. are they aware well, of they the new way to, to get to the audience? Well, here's the deal, because they died. And one of the yeah. reasons that they have they have fallen is because they didn't get the advertising money. Bro, my boy Ty Brown would break it down. He ran, he ran the advertising of Ebony. Ebony was getting $20,000 for a full-page ad when Esquire was getting $200,000. Ebony was Hell. bigger than Esquire. Dog, I'm telling you, read Brett Pulley's book, The Billion Dollar Bet, The Unauthorized Biography of Bob Johnson and BET. In the book, Brett Pulley writes, 
And when Viacom bought BET, they discovered that BET was getting $1,500 for a 30 second for an ad. And the same ad MTV was getting for $8,000. Let me, let me blow y'all away. So do the math. $1,500 and $8,000. That's a $6,500 difference. Now, imagine if Bob Johnson and Sheila Johnson had been getting fair market value from day one. That means that BET sold for $2.4 billion plus yeah. $400 million in debt. That's $2.8 billion. If they had been getting fair market value, BET could have actually been worth $6 billion. And Bob and Sheila could have sold a third of BET for $2.8 billion and still owned it. Yeah. If they had been getting fair market value. So what we as black folks have to do, and this is how I view voting, you need my vote. You got to do something. I want to know who you're spending with. Man, we, there was a black media thing last year, the U.S. Senate in July. I sat there, Senator Chuck Schumer, Senator Amy Klobuchar, Senator, uh, Senator Warnock, Senator Booker, about 20 of them. Everybody asking regular questions. I came there with money questions. Person pulled me aside, another journalist, Roland, that was that wasn't the, this is not the right venue. Uh, I said, excuse me, you are an employee of your company. I am a founder. You, you don't ask the questions I ask. I said, if they gonna talk about economics and black businesses, well, I'm gonna bring up black-owned media company. And I sat there and told Senator Chuck Schumer, I said, was there an increase in spending with black-owned media in the 2022 midterm elections? compared to 2020. They claimed it was. I said, I want to see the data. I'm still waiting. I asked them and told them, I have three, I said, I want a Senate hearing on white ad agency discriminating against black-owned media companies. See, this, again, we have to understand power. Guess what? You need our votes. So, when I'm saying who you paying, who you cutting money with, the Biden campaign, 2020, I remember the press release. A historic investment, uh, it was $280 million ad buy. Six million, they said, went to black media. First of all, when you hear the phrase black media, step back and go, stop, black targeted or black owned? When I opened the press release, I looked at who they mentioned. I saw iHeartRadio, Black Information Network. I saw Urban One. I saw Blavity. Then I saw Complex. Here's the people didn't understand. <laughs> people don't understand. In the digital space, Complex so-called has the largest black footprint. Y'all ain't hearing me. Yeah. Complex. Who owns Complex? BuzzFeed. So Complex is pulling black money to target black people, and that's going to Complex, and that's funding BuzzFeed investors. They didn't go on to black owned. When money comes to rolling through Black Star Network, it's going to my black producer, black booker, black director, black videographers, black engineers. That's who the money going to. It's going to black people. See, this is how we have to understand how we use our power. So I've made it clear. Don't come to me small. And I made it clear to the Biden campaign. What if Fat Joe said yesterday's price and today's price? Don't come to me in 2024 thinking you're going to pay 300. My audience has gotten larger. We're bigger. Where's so no, you? small money not going to happen. This is what I'm saying. So the person who's going rolling, I ain't you. Guess what? When you say I'm bringing 10 or 20 of my friends and we come to this city council meeting and I want to meet with you, council and so-and-so, and I want to know 
are you going to fix our roads? Are you going to put up new stop signs? Are we going to have new street lights? Are we going to have new sewer system? I want to see stepped up police protection where they protect people in our community. I want to see our parks refurbished. Y'all, I lived this when I was 7, 8, 9, 10, 12. I testified for the Houston City Council when they were going to cut the pool hours. I testified when I was 15. So what I'm telling y'all ain't, oh, I'm just a degree brother just spouting. I lived it because I saw my mama and my daddy, high school graduates, give a damn, and they were unafraid to challenge power. More of us got to do that. And that's and we can do it. We just got to be committed to actually doing it. <laughs> that, no, that, that, was extremely, that was extremely insightful as far as the, because um, that's something that we've been, we, we've been having that discussion for a long time. You look at InvestFest, 20,000 people and getting a fraction of what our white counterparts have gotten with with 2,000 people in the audience. So um, that's what y'all doing. You got the company and the ad agency. And the company saying, go to the ad agency. And the ad agency telling y'all, well, it's not us, it's the company. You know what? I don't, the hell with the ad agency. Because you know why? If I call, if I tell folk don't buy a product, that ain't impacting the ad agency. That's going to impact that brand. It'll yeah. impact that brand. And yeah. see, what, and let me tell you what the ad agencies hate. See y'all, see, y'all about to make... Here's what, the, here's what the ad agencies hate. The ad agencies hate when you go directly to the company. Yep. Bruh, I've had agencies. They on a Zoom like, like, damn it, he called this meeting. They are pissed. And I've had, I had one agency, the company, bruh, agreed to a $600,000 deal. They hit the agency for paperwork, just to pay the, the agency. She asked me a question. Then a second question. And I, thought, I said, hold up. She's trying to vet me again. I hit the company. The company said, who the hell is Molly? I said, I don't know. So it's your agency. They called. They said, uh, no, no, no. We doing this deal with Roland. That's why. See, we got to understand what are the traps. Because the agency go, y'all heard this here. What's your metrics? Well, uh, what's your metrics? Uh, can, can you take tags? Uh, are you in 360? Uh, what, what programmatic system do you use? The agency is designed to find ways to tell you no. I go to the client and I say, um, you have 18%, 20%, 35% black market share. I told you, I tell you what I told you in the motors. I was on the phone call with the CMO, Deborah Wall, her team. I said, let me tell y'all something. I don't praise people for press releases. I will praise you for direct deposits. <laughs> y'all, I'm telling you. <laughs> True indeed. I, said, on the phone? I said, I don't praise for press releases. I said, let me tell you something right now. I said, I ain't got to launch a massive boycott of y'all. If I knock off 1% of your black market share, all y'all getting fired. I said, so let me know when we're going to do business. <laughs> y'all straight up. I'm just being straight up. And that's the problem is that we as African-Americans had a brother told me with a black meat company, well, brother, man, we're not all like you. We might not get no advertising. I said, brother, let me ask you a question. Did you get any last year? He said, no. I said, did you get any last quarter? No. You got any last month? No. Last week? No. Yesterday? No. I said, so how in the hell you think you're going to get some next month if they ain't never? I said, oh, they have given you the illusion. You, they giving you a meeting. We told the ad agency, 
We say everybody in this meeting gets paid to, to be here except us. All y'all been paid to be in this meeting. We're not. We're free. Bruh, I know what they doing to y'all. And that's when you sit here, that's when you turn around and you sit here and go, okay, really? We're going to go tell our followers. We're going to go tell them that your financial company won't do business. And we're going to tell our people not to do business with you. That's why the companies that have done business with me, I publicly praise them. And the ones who did business with me one time and didn't come back, they on the call out list. See, listen, this ain't nut. I wish I had the book right here. Everybody who's watching, watching, listening, get Martin Depp's book, Operation Breadbasket, D-E-P-P-E. -P -P -E. He's a white pastor, but he was on the executive committee of Reverend Jackson's Operation Breadbasket. Uh, it's called from 1966 to 71. He details how they how they were able to drive this. The reason we has had so many black millionaires because breadbasket put pressure on companies to put their products on the shelves. To and, and you look at the memorandum of agreement, they require them to invest money in black banks, hire black uh, owned businesses, uh, and also hire black people in executive positions. What we have today, we got a whole group of black board members who ain't doing shit. Black senior executives who ain't doing shit. And then when they ask us to get fired, they want to call us to complain and do stories. When they do, we had a brother just call us Friday. Three years my ad team been dealing with him. We've gotten zero. He got the boot. He going to call my guys asking about a job. You ain't kicked no money to us. This is a money game. And we as black people have got to understand we actually have leverage. We buy stuff and we vote. And if y'all want to play games and you don't want to actually properly invest in black owned media and political campaigns, Biden Harris, DSCC, DCCC, all of those progressive PACs, environmental uh, groups, Emily's List, Planned Parenthood, NARAL. Brother, you understand in 2022, $9 billion was spent on the campaigns total in America, mm. nine billion. Sinclair announced they made 314 million on political advertising in 2022. Media companies right now are, are expecting 20, 30% increase in revenue because of politics. And that's what's gonna pay for them in 2025 and they're going to get over in 25 and wait for 2026 for more political campaigns because of the midterms. But folks want us to take the crumbs. Now, nah, bro, I ain't taking the crumbs. And I'm going to tell somebody, no, if you come to me with a small amount of money. And guess what? If And I'm, I, hey, I'm, I'm just leave y'all with this one. The Warnock campaign did the exact same thing. They came to me. But I got a phone call in uh, September. They were like, yeah, we, we could get you 25000 out of Val Demons' campaign and 25000 out of Warnock. I literally said, fuck y'all. I can pull the text. I, I said, I said, I will keep my black ass at home. Good luck. 
Big facts. No, they wanted the the call was, hey, we it, we want you to broadcast, be on the road, be on the campus. I was like, for twenty five. I said, that's one day on the ground. I said, I got I travel with five people. I said, we got cameras, lights. That's travel per diem, hotel room. That's their fee. What yep. I said, yeah, well, we good. Preparation, talking points, yeah. And again, and again, again, I'm like very clear. I know what you're spending, and I literally, I hit, I sit, send the warnock. I said, say, bro, that ain't happening. I will talk, and so people, and I already know, man. Look, I already look. I know what they say about me. Oh, arrogant ass, rolling Martin. He's same here. We twins, ain't it, boy? I, I done heard all that shit. You know your guess, value. Guess what, bro? That's why I'm transparent. I tell my audience, y'all, that's twenty thousand. That's sixty thousand. That's a hundred thousand. That's fifteen thousand. I walk them through. That's what my audience, when they give to me, they understand. I'm like, y'all, I'm explaining y'all what this shit costs. So when the camp, so when the campaigns or corporation try that crap with me, I'm sitting there going, no, y'all don't do that. Y'all don't sit here. Uh, I know what y'all spending for the activation over here, and it's only reaching five hundred to a thousand people. Man, invest. There's no reason in the world. The major corporate brands, especially those in the financial areas, every one of them should be jockeying at a bare minimum to be spending five hundred thousand to a million at investments. The audience bare is there, minimum. Bare minimum. Yep. I stood there and I was like, "Yo, this ain't hard." Twenty thousand folks sitting in the room. These are people who are trying to launch businesses. These are people who are going to need financial services. Okay, if you are if you are an accounting uh, company, if you're sitting here, Arthur Anderson or whatever, you're like, oh, no, I got to be in this spot because that's what it is. But they play a small. And historically, the problem is black people were so broke. We go, oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that five thousand. Thank you for that ten thousand. And man, I'm sorry. I'm going to tell you, no. I mean, I, I'd rather sit my ass at home and go play golf. For real. And and and. and and I told a sister that on the call today, I got this man. And this is what happens when we got entrepreneurship in your family. Why am I so hardcore? My grandmother catering business, brother. I catered for 23 years from seven to 30 years old. I watched when families would come in and sit with my grandmother and book a wedding. The bride and the bride's mama. I'm over there. We only live eight blocks from them. I'm on the couch watching TV cartoons or good times um, or the Jeffersons with the fiance, with the fiance or the groom, or the bride's uh, daddy. And my grandmother was sitting there, man, for three, four, five, six hours. And they going over the whole thing with a wedding. I mean, owl runners, silk flowers, fresh flowers, glass plates, plastic plates, candelabras. I mean, the whole thing. I mean, I, I mean I've done 300 weddings. So I, everything everything I, know, I know all about it. And they, she would then have her get down to the bottom, and it might be 17,000, 20,000, 25,000. And they'd be like, oh, Miss Lamont, I'm sorry. You know, all we got is seventy five hundred for the wedding. Why you didn't bring your ass in here and tell me you had seventy five hundred dollars rather me sitting here for five damn hours going over this bullshit and you want everything in the world and come to twenty five thousand dollars? So when companies come to me, they no uh, no nah, nah, we ain't doing all that. What's your budget? What's your budget? And what you want to do a one week a one day one week uh a month three months six month twelve month deal? What do you want to do? 
because I'm not about to waste my time putting a whole proposal together. That's five, seven hundred fifty thousand. And they go, oh, I'm sorry, Roland. All we have is 50. Now, you're going to tell me 50 up front. So I know I'm not wasting my damn time. I know somebody might be saying, damn, bro, you real hardcore. But I watched that because you know what the downstream was with my grandmother? She couldn't pay my daddy what he was worth to cook. He was the chef. She couldn't pay us the worth when it comes to setting the stuff up. Brother, I got $50. Now, granted, when you're 10 years old, shit, $50 a lot. But do you understand? Me and my brother would go to my grandmother's house Monday through Friday preparing for the Saturday wedding. And then we would be up at 6 o'clock in the morning going to my grandmother's house to pack the van. And then we would get in that van and go to the church and set the church up and set the reception up. And then the people would be there to 8, 9 o'clock. And then we would then come back home and sit here and unload that stuff. And then on Monday, come right back and wash those dishes and get everything for the next doggone wedding. That was because I made $50. But if my grandmother was charging them right, my grandmother could have paid me $250. And that's why my deal today is you ain't playing me small. No, you're not playing me small because I can't pay my videographer. I can't pay my producer. I can't pay my rent. I can't pay my live streaming unit if you're going to see the nickel and dime me. So I'd rather uh, I take I sit at home and uh, and get zero. What you're not going to do is underpay me. And that's just why I, I roll the way I roll, bro. That's just Free it. Free or for a premium. I agree. That's it, man. If they're going to give me a $20,000 headache, Pay me 20 grand, but you're not going to pay me 1500 and give me a $20,000 headache. It's not going to happen. That's me and my soapbox. Sorry about that. <laughs> pay, pay us like you owe us. Yeah, because we're going to deliver. Come That'll on, man. We're going to deliver. We're going to deliver. We're going to deliver on social. And when, when clients come to me, I tell them, man, we're going to deliver. The broadcast is going to be tight. We bring the show locally. We broadcast from that event. We're going to drive social. All that sort of stuff. We gon' we're going to deliver value. We're gonna give you the impressions. My team, when they come to us, man, we had some agencies that were pissed because we delivered that report. They were like, damn, they, 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 they hit the numbers. Because see, here's what everybody watching on the stand. Company come to you and they go, We got 250000 for you in advertising. Then they go, but we need you to get 12 million impressions. You ain't getting 12 million impressions. Now, the networks, if they don't hit the number, they go, oh, we just do some make goods. But see, they want to hit us for make goods. So yeah. you thought you're going to get 250, but then you only going to do 2 million impressions. So they're going to pay you on the 2 million impressions. So you thought you were getting 250. Now you only getting 15. Mm -hmm. So you were budgeting at 250. So when they come in with that, I tell them, no, 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 we ain't doing that. I say, I know that game. See, game, recognize game. And when you recognize the game, and when you sit in the meetings, and go, no, no. When I told one company, I said, yeah, uh, that 12 million impressions, that ain't going to work because it's bullshit. <laughs> Yo, what, what you just did just now, the game you just gave? Master class. Listen, game, listen. I hope they write that down. Please do. And execute on that. That right there? Because that moved a goalpost. Oh, bro, And they don't want to next 100-day you. I'm, and we done seen it. We saw it. We see it. Bro, I, that's exactly hey, I, how it happens. I had a company sit here and go, all right, so um, we might not have the pre-rolls. So in your proposals, how much of the proposal is the pre-rolls? I said, no, that's value add. Yeah. I go, that's value add. The, I said, that, that, that's a number. I said, at 200, that's production costs. I knew what they were trying to do. Yeah. They wanted me to say, of oh, the $200,000 proposal, 75000 is for the ads. 
So we drop the ad. We're gonna pay you one twenty-five. Yeah, no, nope. you not gonna, gonna itemize my proposal. Nope, nope. that's two hundred pre-rolls. Nope. Cause see, here's what I do. I'm gonna say I'm gonna give you all of this. I know exactly what I'm doing. I'm gonna give you all of this for three hundred fifty thousand dollars. The actual value, if I went a la carte, is really five hundred thousand. Yeah. But if you commit to the three fifty, I'll give you all of this. That's, I mean, it's it's called look business do two for one, three for one. We know why they do that. But what they try to do is they want to. Well, can we separate? No. Nope. No, nope. that's the proposal, which forces them to go. So now, what's your number? Oh, all you have is 75. Okay, I'm taking all of this off. All of this off. Like, I and look, I got a phone. I got 10 grand from a campaign in September. They hit me uh, in October. I said, we got a new spot. I said, I'm, I'm sorry. What do you mean your new spot? I said, oh, that 10,000, that lasted a week. I said, oh. Y'all thought I was still running. Y'all, I said, wait a minute. Y'all thought I was running five weeks of commercials for 10000 I said, no, that got burned off. Yo, try it. And this is the messed up part. There are some creators that will take it and be happy. That, well, that, that throws the wrench in the game, right? And that, yeah. They they that like, I can get, rather than giving him the 20, I'll find 100 people I can give $200. And I, you know what I do? Go right ahead. We're good. I'm going to play golf. Yeah. See, I mean, I'm just, again, we as African-Americans have got to demand and make clear no is a complete sentence. No. No. And I've said, y'all call me arrogant, cocky, a son of a bitch, mean-spirited, nasty. I'm sorry. My operation Roland Martin Unfiltered, my daily show, Farage's Daily Show, D. Barnes, Deborah Owens, Reverend Jackie Hood Martin, Greg Carr, Stephanie Humphrey, Rolling with Roland, additional stuff we do, is $195,000 a month. Period. The, the, the freelancers, that's the number. $195,000 a month. My responsibility is to, is to minimum break even, but the goal should do a profit, so I don't delay anybody off. So if you come to me small, understand, no, I, I start in January knowing exactly how much I got to make. Man, my bookkeeper and my CFO, they send me a report. I said, stop. I don't need to know all that shit. I need my bottom line base number every month. Roland, if the number this month is 95, Roland says, I got to go out and go find me 95 grand. Now, I know I got in the bank. But I got to find me 95. That's just how I, I keep it real simple. It ain't complicated to me. I got to spend 95. I got to go get 95. And if I go get 150, that means I got to get 40. I got to get uh, less than 50 grand the next month. That's just how I roll. I keep it real simple. What you're not going to do. And again, it's my grandmother. I, she passed away a few years ago. Dog, it is in my DNA. I am not going to do what that woman did. I am not going to give you. We did amazing weddings. And I sat there, bro. And I, I'm going to get, I never forget, man. We were negotiating this. And I was 16. Mind you, I wasn't 10 anymore. I was 16, 17. And we were at this church. And it was this family. They were having the 50th anniversary for their parents. And man, they were nickel and diamond over a damn fish mold uh, of like um, 
tuna or whatever out of that fish mold and fruit trays. That, I say, excuse me. The fruit tray is this. The fish mold is it. This is this. Man, my grandmother shot me a look. She was mad as hell. But I was, and so when it was over, she was like, brother, what are you doing? I said, I said, mother, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of sitting here with people who can afford it and they tripping on $25 or $35. The fruit tray is this. That's what it is, man. She was hot with me for weeks. But I watched this, and this is what happens when we get older. And now we ain't got money. And now somebody owned a business, and now they broke. Because for 20 and 30 years, they took nickels when they should have been yeah, taking yeah. dollars. No, I'm not going to do it. It's not going to do it. And I told this one person, I said, let me tell you something right now. I said, I will shut this shit down close my office down, move my ass back to Texas where I still own my house, set up set up my studio like I got my studio in my house right now. I said, and do my show, be a stream yard every damn day. I said, and go play golf five days a week. And I said, I still gonna give speeches. I'm still gonna sell my book. What I'm never gonna do is take less than what I'm worth. Not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. Let that be the lesson, nor should you. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.